to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part of the team loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He, if he was a composer, they'd call him Blykowski. Salute Bly, Master oh. Blywalker. How are you, sir? Wait, hang on. <laughs> Matty boy, was that a return <laughs> of a Bly pun? It, it came to me as soon as just as I uh, started. I just, do you know when you do you ever just have random words come into your head like Blykowski? I mean, no, I don't. Well, but I mean, well, well, I did. I, I literally don't, just I don't did. Have, I don't have a beautiful mind such as yours. You know. So. <laughs> oh, thank you, my friend. Well. How are you, sir? Yes, no, I am well, Matty boy. All things considered, um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm <laughs> glad to be dipping my toe back into the wonderful <laughs> realm of Star Wars. You know, the uh, the escapism of yeah. it all. Yeah, I've been looking forward to doing this show, mate. I've been really looking forward to doing this show. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks and obviously weekend. How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm okay, mate. Uh, first week of the new job out of the way, which was uh, which was always good. Lad. Busy old weekend. And um, yeah, uh, we, if, if anything's coming home, it's going to be this episode. We're going we're gonna to continue here on the Essex Falcon. Nothing's going to break our spirits, but... It was a uh, it was a strange old weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you say like you know nothing came home. Star Wars always comes home, you know. Exactly. Star Wars. Chewie, we're home. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The Bad Batch yeah. came home as well. Yeah, that's kind true. Of. So yeah, Bad Batch uh, recap for uh, oh, can't talk. Uh, Bad Batch recap for episode eleven dropped on Friday, and that was sick, wasn't it? Again, I I really enjoyed that episode, man. Very Clone Warsy, but I thoroughly <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but we go deeper into that on our yeah. recap. So go and give that a listen. Yes, I still haven't seen what the general consensus of this episode is. We both thought it may be a bit middling, but uh, we both really quite enjoyed this episode. It was something different, which we didn't expect at this point of the season. So go check it out. Bad Batch recap uh, on the usual Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. Every Friday, we get that out for you. And we mentioned that uh, something, it didn't come home this weekend, but... It did come home in Basildon for the Euro 2020 Fantasy League. We jest about the football. Well done, Italy. However, Blylo Ren wins the Euro 2020 <laughs> Fantasy League. So congratulations, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. And big uh, shout out to Ollie. Oh, not hey. I got one even without an execution. Blow me. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a drink of my uh, cheeky water that I've got. I've not, not got a Mirio Coffee today. back. Mm-hmm. Mm. But cultured lads. No, I've got to give um, a huge shout out to Ollie Barkham. Barcham, we're yep. still not sure, and and Ollie's I'm not even corrected Barch. us. He's not even corrected us, so you know I'm going to call him Ollie Barkham. Um, potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, that's it. Well, oh, he, he was like breathing down my neck this whole tournament. He's like one of the main <laughs> reasons why I kept playing. <laughs> 
sticking throughout <laughs> throughout the tournament. I was like, man, Ollie is like, he's seriously giving it some. So uh, yeah, yeah man, we on, yeah, and uh, George, Georgie boy, George Constantino, um, he yeah, finished. Uh, third sean in a strong fourth and uh mm-hmm. darth paul with his classic and team name Bayern brew uh came <laughs> fifth and that oh a joint fifth actually with uh big boy luke summerfield so my my dad forgot to play after the round of 16 and somehow finished in the top 10 last time i checked almost so what a lad i sunk like a stone so but i managed to climb up to about i was fifth for the whole tournament until the semi-final pretty much when i all oh, whenever when i forgot to change my team and I ended up about 17th out of 22 in the end. But uh, wonderful effort from everybody. Thank you, everyone, for signing up. It's all a bit of fun in the end of the day. Just yes. like the game, it's footy itself. It's all just a bit of fun. So um, if we do another Fantasy League, we'll get those deets out. Feel free to join up. It's a good laugh. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And once again, you know, this summer, you know, we love football here on the sessions, but not everyone yeah. does. So thank you for bearing with us. But this summer was awesome. Like so much football. Doesn't matter where you, where you're from, you know, it was, it was just so cool seeing so much good quality football. So yeah. And once, once, once again, like you said, mate boy, well done to uh, Italy for, for bringing it to Rome. Uh, yep. <laughs> But That's yeah, it. I'm, coming wrong. I was saying to people, I was like, man, you know, these football tournaments, especially across like countries that are, are really into football, um, mm-hmm. it really reminds me like the spirit and atmosphere really reminds me of Star Wars Celebration. You know, yes, like yes. everyone's in this huge hall. They're all supporting the same thing. They're all invested in the same thing and they're all cheering on the same thing. And, but I, I did joke around with my friends, uh, earlier today actually and said, well, you know, but with Star Wars celebration, you're not really like left disappointed, you know, <laughs> really. <laughs> you, you come no. away going, yeah, mate. The Remember how excited you were when McDermott dropped the mic yeah. after the Rise of Skywalker try, and then the film came out. But um, yeah, that, you'd, after Star Wars celebration, man, everyone's there for a, have a good time. And for that, for that, however long you're there for hours, days, weekend, you know, nothing else matters, does it? It's just That's the it. same as when you're at the stadium, regardless of your tribal nature as long as you're good mate na- good mannered good natured sorry you're there to have a good time for that 90 minutes or or even if it's a star war you know we'll usually have a good time with it for a couple of hours and then we'll have to go back into the real world afterwards but um yeah it's 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 always good fun it's been a good summer however the summer isn't over so the news is again world well in italy however bigger picture now i can hear the sound of big ben kenobi only means one thing mate ah oh. Mate boy, it is the Galactic News Round. Star Wars Ronin, a Visions novel by Emma Miko Kandon, coming October 12th, will expand on the world of the duel, telling the story of a former unnamed Sith as he travels the galaxy. Trapper Wolf. The character played by Dave Filoni in The Mandalorian is being immortalised in action figure form. An upcoming Hasbro 6-inch Black Series figure that will be revealed at PulseCon 2021 this fall. At the same event, the Emperor's Throne Room from Return of the Jedi is also set for release alongside many more as yet unannounced figures and collectibles. 
And the BBFC have changed the classification of The Empire Strikes Back in the UK from a U rating to a PG to reflect moderate violence and mild threat. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. In recent weeks here at Sessions HQ, we've been living in a prequel wonderland, and we're going to be continuing that for this week. Recently, our lucky patrons uh, have been able to put our Revenge of the Sith commentary in their ears. They've been able to watch along with us, and it kind of stoked our fires a bit watching it. With uh, Everybody seems to say Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequels. To some people, it's their f- favourite Star Wars film, or at least up there. So, um, Blilo Ren floated the idea to me, and the question was, does Revenge of the Sith carry the prequel trilogy? Uh, Lukey boy, we've been excited to talk about this one for a couple of weeks now. Mate, mate, Revenge of the Sith has been on our minds, you know, like we've, <laughs> we've been saying, uh, especially leading up to our commentary that we did for our Patreon, so we were saying, man, I fancy watching Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I know. And we watched it. And I think even during our commentary, you know, we kind of hinted at this topic. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that most people i know personally their favorite prequel is revenge of the sith mm-hmm. um and then probably after that there's a couple people that would say phantom menace and then after that maybe one or two that says attack of the clones um and you know you it's it's a it's an interesting question to ask does revenge of the sith carry the prequel trilogy without episode three are the other two episodes just a bit rubbish? You know, because <laughs> there's 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 a few franchises that are a bit like that, right? Without that one film, that cornerstone, you know, the others just fall apart. They're just not as good. Um, yep. So yeah, it's an interesting line of thought up front, Matty boy. Um, yes. Before we dive into this. You know, you've just watched Revenge of the Sith, and I think even during our commentary, you were thinking, do you know what? There's bits of this that is so hammy, but we we accept it as good. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. a lot, and, and I think, you know, let's try and be a little bit, what's the word? Um, let's try and critique where we can, but also be mm-hmm. as, as um, personal as possible. What are you thinking yeah. of Revenge of the Sith right now? Well, you mentioned Hammy. I think a lot of that comes into the fact that those th- those three prequel films had, and I know a few people will disagree with this, but they did have kind of ba- a, a sense of adventure still. There was this kind of campy uh, Lucas style of filmmaking, same as the original trilogy. Yes, not as successful, but it had that kind of fun, bounding energy, silly like silly one-liners. Um, uh, over the top characters at times and over the top moments, but if you know it, the three the films knew what they were and they they ran with it as far yeah. as I as far as I for me anyway. So when we're watching Revenge of the Sith and of course we're, we're looking at you, Ian McDermott, like hamming it up. But um, it we said during it, I think as well, is that there's no way could could Ian have done some of those lines, especially like the unlimited power that entire sequence. How else? How else is anyone going to play that other than just? 
be let loose. Just, just go for it. Honestly, just whatever you think's right, because you know, it, it is, it is daft at the end of the day. Um, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I can't remember the rankings too well. We did last year, but I seem to remember Revenge of the Sith was in the top four for me, maybe like third or fourth because it has everything in it. Really. Even if it may not be the perfect film and no star Wars is perfect. Um, but it's got everything in it almost. It's got the huge fan service moments. You've got Annie and Obi at the end. At the same time, juxtaposed, you've got Yoda versus Staff Sidious, the Emperor against Yoda. I mean, come on, 1983, who wouldn't want to have seen that? You were seeing it. And it's obviously set in the big, grandiose Senate arena, which has been the yeah. glitchpin of the entire trilogy. Um, so you've got the fall of the Jedi, the rise of the Empire, Order 66, that wonderful opening 20 minute sequence and battle. Yes, you've got this one-liners. You've got uh, new characters coming in, some going out, like Dooku, obviously Grievous as well. The music, it it kind of has a bit of everything. Now, it, to me, it doesn't hit... It hits a lot of heights for me, but technically I can't put it above certain other films. But every time I watch it, it I can't stop watching it. I'm always mm. engaged with it. Uh, when we, we both, like you said, we were both so looking forward to watching Sith because we... I, I can't speak for you, but for me, it's one of the Star Wars films where if I want, if I fancy watching a, a Star War, I think I'll shut Revenge of the Sith on. I can just put it on and have it on and watch it and enjoy it. I know what I'm going to get. Um, and we put off watching it for the commentary, put it off and put it off. When we finally did, it was just wonderful to watch it again. So yeah. I think I remember watching it in the cinema and and thinking to myself, uh, genuinely, it's like, right, this is better than the last two. Maybe that's because I was a few years older, like six years older at the time than I was when I watched Phantom Menace. Maybe it's because it had those big action scenes. I don't know where my head was at at the time, but I remember th- coming out thinking that was a that was a decent film. And, so, and and as the years go by, it's just grown on me even more. And I'm I'm thinking, do you know what? Flaws aside, I I do have a good time with this film. Yeah, and it is fun. It really yeah. is fun. And I I think even with its uh, dodgy acting in places and dodgy CGI and even storytelling. You know, it's, I, I was even thinking this week of, uh, Order 66, especially with Bad Batch, you know, coming out recently. Yep. And we do, I, I think in 2005, especially as a kid, I just didn't really think about it that much. But, um, you know, the clone troopers just being told, Oh, you know, the Jedi that you've served with for the last few years. Yeah. Just kill him. All right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow. And it did take for the Clone Wars to explain that. But when you look at it face value, that's a big deal, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, and it must have, you know, people must have come out of that and thought, wow, you know, that was a bit random, wasn't it? So what, like the clones (laughs) just all could, would just all obey the the Chancellor at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And obviously we find out about the chips uh, later down the line in canon. It's a, you know, but despite that, the film flows very well. The film flows very well, I think. Yes, and the it film does. is definitely like a little bit of a comfort food, you know? And I think that's what you're getting at is that, yes. you know, you can just easily stick it on and it's fun. You know, it's, uh, it, it really does take me back to when I was a kid because this film came out when I was at primary school, like kind of at the end of primary school. Mm-hmm. And it was 2005. I got the toys for it. I remember um, going around a friend's house one time, being picked up from my dad, 
uh, by my dad in his van um, or car or whatever it was at the time. And there was a uh, there was a Chewbacca or a Wookiee action figure. I think it was a Wookiee actually action figure that was just sitting on the seat for me from Revenge of the Sith. I was like, no. oh man, good times. You know, good times. Getting the yeah. DVD, playing scenes on repeat before and after school. Um, and I, I, I think for that reason, the film has a special connection to me. Mm-hmm. I still love the other prequels. I still love Phantom Menace. I still love Attack of the Clones. And they have their their, their own issues, don't they? You know? Yes. Of this, course, yeah. This trilogy definitely has its own issues. However, this is the thing, Mayboy, for me. The overall story, you know, to the prequel trilogy just on its own, you know, forgetting the whole Skywalker saga story, the story of the prequels is so clever. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so clever. And it does require the three of them, doesn't it? I'd argue. Yes. Without the uh, foundations of what was of what came before, then Revenge of the Sith is... You know, it doesn't have the impact. Well, if we think about the Phantom Menace or the Attack of the Clones or, or, or the fans and those characters and the, the awful dialogue in some of them and this, that and the other now, without having those uh, th- those journeys, the destination of Revenge of the Sith is a bit naff, basically. I mean, you don't, you need, you need, if Revenge of the Sith was the second film, then we wouldn't have had the two films to get invested with these characters as much as we we did. So would it have been as successful? But so, yeah, in terms of does Revenge of the Sith carry the prequel trilogy, which obviously what we're going to get into, you have to also give a, a big shout out to episodes one and two, because, again, regardless of what everybody may think of them or may or may not think, Revenge of the Sith isn't as successful, doesn't mm. work as well. And it sounds obvious, but without those two films, without the story, uh, the, the narrative that's being driven, the characters and the choices, it all le- leads us to this pl- place that we got to even the trade disputes it will get us there um so yeah I, th- I think you're right there my friend um and i mean in terms of sith carrying the trilogy um i've had a little look at what the the uh critics have, have been saying about all three films and yeah it, it's it's no it's no surprise you look uh in terms of rotten tomato our friends over there revenge of the sith is the most uh well received critically 80 percent compared to 65 for Clones and 52 for Phantom Menace. Uh, only 66% for the fan score, but even then that's the highest. Metacritic, which is the, the creme de la creme of film critics, uh, they still won't let me in. Uh, Metacritic, though, they gave it 68, which is fairly decent for them in a Star Wars film, which was head and shoulders above the other two, which were 51 and 54 for one and two, respectively. So, mm. critically, Revenge of the Sith is uh, seen as the... Uh, the best of the three they save the best to last in terms of money the phantom menace was always going to make the most money at 1.027 billion after re-release but revenge of the sith did clock in 868.4 million 230 million ahead of attack of the clones so with the phantom menace you've got to expect that there was going to be a massive rush people were going to watch that film untold amounts of times it's always going to be a huge seller but revenge of the sith ended very 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 strong considering attack of the clones wasn't overly well received so critically True. and financially, there is a case to be made that they saved the best two last, but does that uh does that constitute carrying a trilogy just based on 
those uh, components. Well, it's an interesting point, Mayboy, because, it, I mean, again, that kind of confirms that even the critics kind of, you know, prefer this film out of the other two. But here's a question, mate. Do you mm-hmm. think that people give it too much of a pass? Like, uh, I, I, ew, I do remember, I do remember in 2005 when it came out thinking, man, like loads of people seem to love this film. Like, I don't mm. remember there being a negative backlash, really. Um, but, but, you know, is it more that it's an average film, but it was the last one and it played it? I don't know. What, what do you think? I think it, well, I think, yes, it does. I think almost all the films get a pass for the moment, apart from, you know, maybe the attempt power strikes back in a new hope. Um, yeah, cause there's not really much in there, which you can fault. Um, Revenge. I think. Yeah, cool. I think it does get a pass because you can't overlook. We, we all do because we, we even we say it. You and I say it's got its flaws. But if you strip back those flaws, some of the acting is awful. Some of the dialogue is horrific. Um, it doesn't look great at times. Like no, the it doesn't. And that the story, but the story saves it. It's 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 the story itself is compelling. Whether or not the dialogue, which you know aids that, is great, is another thing. But there's a lot going against it. But it people remember obviously the order 66 the fight at the end some some of the lines which are memeable but some which are also really very good um the birth of the twins and the end and the music of course revenge of the sith has another stunning john williams score but so i think i think it does i think it's i don't know if it's a sense of relief or because the first two were you know it had revenge of the sith been really bad what happens with star wars after that uh so part of it may have been relief or some of it may have just been people were just so excited to have those big fan service moments that they wanted. And remember, fan service isn't a bad word. It's not a bad thing if done well. Right. So I think I think you're right. I think it does get a pass. I think, you know, when I saw it was 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, I was surprised. Not because I don't, I can't believe 80% of people like it, 8 out of 10 critics like it. Because, um, again, that doesn't always mean they've given it 10 out of 10. But I thought it'd be more towards the low 70s, you know, like the average 7 out of 10. But so 80%. Um, was surprising. A lot of that, I think, may be knee-jerk as well. I can't talk for everyone, but uh, yeah, I think it does get a bit of a pass. It's fun. It's got everything we want, but yeah, it, it, there are still some problems. But what about you? Do you think it get, gets a pass, or is it deserving of the praise? I think it gets a pass from kids who grew up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I include myself uh, in that, mm-hmm. and the I think I think I do look at it with rose-tinted glasses, but there's still so many good moments that I think are are really, really great. They really like lift this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, you've, I'm not going to say it again, you've already highlighted a lot of the problems and a lot of the issues. So again, I think are kind of universally um, seen by uh, many, many people. But do you know what? I was recently talking to one of my friends from uh, the States. Um, his name's Billy, but I actually call him Tim. Tim. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a proper lad. And he's he's a wee bit older than me, and he said um, that he remembers like, all the prequels coming out, and he was hyped for them, but he was really disappointed in The Phantom Menace. And, I, and he, <laughs> he did go and see all of them. 
um, but as time went on, he just like didn't he just didn't care for them, and he had he, he's got two daughters, you see now, and those daughters of that he took them to see Force Awakens, like all the modern era stuff, but these yeah. kids had never seen the prequels. He never showed his daughters the prequel trilogy. <laughs> you hear this, don't you? Yeah, and it, like joking around, but kind of half serious. He was like, "Yeah, I, you know, they're not allowed to watch the prequels." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was like the first time I met him as well. We we got talking about Star Wars because that was on the lead up to the Force Awakens, right? So oh, there was good like, days, good so much hype around Star Wars at that time. Um, but anyway, I, I, I was talking to him about it um, the other day about like what you know his experiences watching phantom menace and you know the prequels in general just out of interest just catching up really and he did say um that he just wanted to see what led to darth vader that's the one thing that everyone wanted to see um but for him it felt like really that was like crammed into the last 10 15 minutes of the last film and i i kind of I kind of disagree, but I also can see where he's coming from because I'd 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 say that the, the seeds are planted earlier on. But I can definitely see that. Well, from his point of view, you know, yeah, maybe Anakin should have been a bit older actually by mm-hmm. the first prequel, and that we should have seen a more gradual decline. Attack of the Clones, I think the killing of the Sand People that is almost when Darth Vader is kind of born you know yeah and a lot of people said that they should have had a lot of people would have liked to have seen um anakin become darth vader much earlier so they had more time um to believe the that he could become darth vader but then that also means then truncating episode two and cutting out a lot of stuff in that which you know what i think about the end of episode two it's the most important moment in the galaxy in the galaxy you know you can still have have that you know you can still have that moment you can still literally if anything you could probably have more of it you know more of that relationship between anakin and padme you know it's it's so easy like with everything it's so easy for us like on our chairs while we're recording a podcast but well i would have done this you could have have done done this yeah you you take the 200 million and do this yeah exactly exactly Mm -hmm. you know it 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 can become a bit daft but also i suppose the point here is that they all do have issues but equally right that that, the last 10 15 minutes what we're talking about with the darth vader thing that is also when we see a lot more practical effects in the film um, we see the Tantive Four. I don't care what anyone says. I don't Sundered care. Heart. What, Sundered what, heart. What was it? Sundered heart. Yeah. Have a laugh. <laughs> Until he naff hair. His hair ruins the film. Have a laugh. It's not the Sundered heart. It's the Tantive Four. Sundered it's literally heart. the exact same corridor. <laughs> oh, no, it's, they didn't no, go. They didn't go. Oh, um, let's make a corridor from a ship. No, they didn't. George would have gone. Um, Let's make the Tantive Four corridor, and oh yeah, we'll change the name of it so it's a different ship. You know, we won't tell anyone. Yeah, I don't believe it, Matty boy. But anyway, sounded hot. <laughs> anyway, we see the practical effects again. Yes, we see Vader, we see Tatooine, we get the Twin Suns music. Oh, you know, yes. we get Aunt Aunt Beru, Uncle Owen, um, Palpatine, a young Tarkin, the, the, the Death Star. 
Uh, and even before that, uh, there is a bit of ropey CGI, but the battle on Mustafar is epic. Yeah, it, it is, is epic and, and arguably the best lightsaber duel, you know, um, it, depending on your point of view. Of, of course. course. But, but you know, for many people, that is their favorite lightsaber duel. So there's a lot kind of riding on that ending. Um, but again, there's great bits, but you can al- you can almost see like yeah, it was crammed maybe into the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I c- I'm I'm trying to be balanced here. I'm trying to be balanced here. I don't know. What are uh, you thinking? It's uh, I hear what do you, you think? Saying. Do you think uh, like all in all, balanced review, mate boy? Is Revenge of the Sith better than Attack of the Clones? And is it better than the Phantom Menace? Go. Hmm. It's you know I uh, the more I watch something like the Phantom Menace, the more I think this is this is. Re- are you eating? I might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you eating Should, first? Guess. Guess. Uh, uh, is it one of your wife's brownies? No, she doesn't because I want one. Him. Okay. Okay. Well, they are very nicely presented. Good. Uh, no. Oh, too shame. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Thank you. Oh, thank you. my oh. boy, these are so good. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. Uh, um. Uh, sorry. We both I've got no them. idea. We both uh, donuts. Not donuts. They, they're no. filled with um American peanut butter. Oh, Reese's. Yeah, mate. Oh, Reese's. If you're listening, send us all of the Reese's. Oh, wow. Star Wars oh. Sessions, Reese's collab, madness. <laughs> God, it's me. it's me desperately trying to c- convince myself I'm going to lose weight. And then you're sitting there noshing that back. I might have to go and get one after this. But well, um, right. well, I thought I'd try and distract you because it worked. It's if a I big question. If I is if re- I don't change the subject now, I won't stop talking about peanut butter. Let's so. do it. Let's do it on an individual basis. Do you think Revenge of the Sith is a stronger film than Attack of the Clones? Yes, I think. I think when if you put all, if I put all of the components together in my head about what makes a film, we're taking out the taking like separating heart from head. I think Revenge of the Sith is a better film than Attack of the Clones. What about you? Sorry, I've had to unmute because I was eating. Chomping, <laughs> I thought, I thought, you're, away. I thought no, the no. answer was going to be a bit longer. I'm catching you out there, mate. Um, so for me, yeah, yeah, head, it's I think Sith's better. I have, clones. I have um, very, very fond memories for both. But yeah, I, I, I do think Revenge of the Sith is a better film. I think it's... Okay. I think it, the pacing is a lot better. Um, I think the story's better. Um, again, not none of these are perfect, but also the CGI is probably on a par, you know, why, um, with how ropey both can be. Um, yeah. Attack of the Clones is super cool, but Revenge of the Sith just feels so much more pivot- pivotal to okay. me. To me, right, right then, all right then, Mister Reese's uh, Revenge yeah. of the Sith and the Phantom Menace. Now, uh, and again, we've uh, a tr- shameless plug, but on our Patreon, we have now completed our prequel trilogy commentary run through uh, our commentary so one two three are on there so we do go much further into what we think about the films on there so if you did want to hear that go check that out but um three and one what do you think in now is revenge of the right. sith a stronger film than number one I, th- I i still think it is i've i've got again i've got really really fond memories of the phantom menace and phantom menace just does feel like a different film yeah doesn't it i think it 
It's the way it's shot. It's literally it, there are more practical sets than that, and there it's are. shot on. I've always I say this, and I make a big deal, but it's shot on film. Yeah, film, film, real. It feels different. Yes, it really does. There's something about the Phantom Menace that is very charming. I think. Do I think it's a better film? I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I just don't think. You know. Revenge of the Sith, even with the memes and stuff, because you can't ignore, you can't ignore all of that now, because that's, that's fact. That is part of our reality, Matty boy. So, yes. So, revenge, it, it is more fun. Even things that weren't intentionally meant to be funny in places, right? Like, hello there, you know, this is where the fun begins. Originally, (laughs) people might have gone, ah, ha, ha, like, but now, but now. <laughs> it's a meme. It's so hyped. And okay, maybe that is society doing that, but it's still reality. Do you Hang know on. what I mean? How so it this does. We're smarter than this. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, mate, boy. There's so oh. many. So Dude. when the fact that you can just quote so much of this film and Ed people Enig. do, like we're talking about people in the streets have never met and each people other. people get it as well. And people get it. I have the high ground. They they get it, matey boy. They get it. Bly ground. They get it. <laughs> As in the bly ground. Um, Honestly. I don't know. I think there's just a lot going for Revenge of the Sith, even unintentionally. You know, and I don't think the Phantom Menace is just on that level. I just don't. Um, so what what about you then? So I'll throw it back to you. Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace. Ooh, let me catch that ball. Um I see. I see. I'm struggling now because when I think about Phantom Menace, again, it's well. I, th- I think it's well paced. Um, it's a slow. It's obviously a slower film for the most part because uh, Sith has got. It's just like boundless energy for the most part. Phantom Menace, though, it's. I think it's well paced. It's got big. It's got big moments in it. It looks good. It falls down on the site for the most part. It looks good. It falls down on the same aspects as Sith and clones. Some of the acting. Some of the dialogue. You know, the stuff we've all met repeated ad nauseum, the things everybody knows about. Um, but the more I think about the Phantom Menace, the more I think, you know what? It, 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 does, does the Phantom Menace get too hard a rap because too much mm. was expected of it? Um, you know, I think the Phantom that's Menace is a, is a solid film. People, it was never going to be what everyone wanted. And it really wasn't going to be because George didn't want that to have, be like that. So um, he wanted to do his own story and he did his own story. So. I oh, is it a better film or is it better or is it or am I thinking is it a better spectacle? Revenge of the Sith is the better spectacle uh, out of all three of the films, but mm. I'm struggling. I'm honestly struggling with this one because uh, the more I watch the Phantom Menace, the more I enjoy it, the more I get sucked into it, the more I realise that this wasn't as, this isn't as bad as you would really be led to believe. So I'm kind of stuck here because, like you said, does Sith get a pass because of all the cool, crazy moments? And is Phantom Menace looked upon too hard because it had the un- the unenviable and impossible task of being the, the the first Star War after Return of the Jedi? So I'm stuck on this one, mate. I generally I think it's a toy cost. Uh, toin cost, coin toss. Oh, no, I think toin cost. Obviously, if you mate. ask me, I'll have a toy cost. If you ask me what I'm going to watch now, I'll put Sith on. But that doesn't mean it's a better film. I think I think the Phantom Menace may be a better film um, because it, wow. it allows itself to breathe a bit more. But I, I enjoy Revenge of the Sith like, head and shoulders more than I do the Phantom Menace. So 
there's like a paper's paper's width between the two of them. I think Attack, Attack of the Clones, I don't think is a is is awful. I've mm-hmm. said before, I think it's a fine. I don't think it's awful, but I think Sith is better on most things. But the Phantom Menace is a bit more. It's a bit close to that racist mate, which has kind of got me thinking when the question came up. The f- when when you say does Sith carry the prequels, my immediate thought was. Of course it does. Everyone loves Revenge of the Sith because of all the reasons we've mentioned. But then I thought, but by saying that, are we then kind of inadvertently saying that the other two weren't great or the other two were uh, were failures or, or, or detrimental to, no. to, to this trilogy? So on that level, I I don't know if it does carry it as much as just give just give it a, bi- a big send-off. So is, this is the million-dollar question, though, mate. It's, does it carry it? Well, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, I th- I I I I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. And I, I want to revisit something that we have spoken about in the past. But uh, before we kind of answer that final question, does Revenge of the Sith carry the prequels? I want to address something, right? Because we make it quite clear that we're not always the most pleased with the rise of skywalker and how that film was kind of handled and with palpatine's return and lack of explanation of that mm-hmm. um and other things right but we we are certainly it, it it feels like actually we are a bit more critical of that because or i am anyway i don't want to speak on you know for you but i feel <laughs> like i'm more cr- critical of that because i'm i was an adult while watching the rise of skywalker and, you know, do I think they could have done a better job, you know, story-wise? Yes, I believe that. Um, but then when I look back at, at, as a kid, you know, I used the example earlier of the Audi 66 thing with the chips, right, being mm-hmm. explained in Clone Wars. You know, I just took it as a thing. I just took it yep. as, yeah, okay. You know, the creation of the clone army, that is really complicated, like in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And just happens. It, it just kind of happens. As, and as a roll. kid, it just happens, yeah. And we roll with it. And that is just as important as the return of Palpatine. You know, mm-hmm. Order 66 is like one of the most important parts of Star Wars. Can yep. full stop. And it took a while to explain how that ran so smoothly. You know, but that yeah, was... It was doing it now. It was a different time. Yeah, they are still doing it now. Yeah, correct, mate. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got to ask yourself, does this actually, when we're looking back and ask these kind of questions about the prequels and about Revenge of the Sith, you know, how can we take that energy and those kind of questions and actually apply them to modern Star Wars? You know, am I actually being a bit too harsh on the rise of Skywalker or or am I being a bit too... um, uh, what was it? Uh, passing or um, mm-hmm. easy lenience? Um, yeah, yeah. With with the prequel trilogy, with Revenge of the Sith, with Attack what, what of the Clones. What would ten year old Blylo Ren have thought watching the Rise of Skywalker in theaters? Obviously, it's a hypothetical, but you've got to imagine that ten year old you uh, and me probably would have had quite a good fun with it. Yeah, I'd loved. I would actually love to get a kid who was pretty young. Like a recording of them to just see what one. they thought of okay. uh, Star Wars. I we just find the kids. Like, yeah, I'll come over and watch this film. <laughs> when we do Get our Olivia. commentary, we'll be joined by a random child. Get Olivia. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, the, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd really like that, actually, because yeah. but, I do, but I do think, you know, 
the caveat to that is that I do think they're different films, right? Revenge of the Sith, even when you don't like deep dive into the mythology and all this other stuff, it's a very, you can imagine a kid coming out of Revenge of the Sith and going, yes, mate, I want to like duel with lightsabers, I want to go on adventures. And- lava fights and that. Yeah. But I think there's a lot to be said as well that we also thought, we we thought The Force Awakens was a blast, modern Star Wars. Last Jedi was divisive and um, I know your thoughts kind of go up and down on it depending on, you know, where you're at. And But I, my day. thoughts are going up. I'm really <laughs> digging it more and more. Uh, and I've, I've I've always liked it to a point when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, what have I just watched? But I've, it's only ever got better for me. So I'm going into the sequels actually thinking that like, the first two films are great. You know, for me, I've still got that kind of, I'll get pumped by the first two films. So whereas the prequels, it's almost like the other way where people were from what I understand and remember the time is that by the time attack of the clones finished, it was like, oh, we've got another one. You know what? The first two did weren't what people wanted. Yeah. They weren't, particularly well received but they still had another one obviously the sequels the first one was universally pretty well received last jedi uh, some people didn't like it i hear um but, <laughs> but, but even the rise of skywalker though i mean there's uh, there's there's moments in it i think are great and i do whilst i think the pacing is just horrific um i really do like the opening gambit with um with kylo on mustafar pre- revenge of the sith reference there um, when he goes to meet our boy Palps, regardless of how he returned, that scene is so cool. And and seeing our, and seeing the heroes back together, Ray, Finn and Poe, such good chemistry. There are great moments littered throughout. It's, they're just obviously few and far between, and we, we've spoken about that an awful lot. But I, I see the point of what you're saying, though, is that you know we you can flip the coin and think well we're we're sitting there saying Sith world is not great, but it's we like it. Yeah. We've also said the same about Tross. You know, it's not great. But it's disappointing this that, and the other. But is that is it because we we are adults and we went into it with you know with higher hopes? With, or is it because we we did eighty odd episodes of a podcast beforehand and we were getting proper hype for it with with the listeners? Does that play into it at all, or was it just that it just didn't work? Mm. Is there a lot know. to take in? It is a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. But I'm I'm definitely going to go. Do you know what? I'm going to go watch the Phantom Menace and then the yep. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and bookend. see, especially those two bookends, to see like how how they work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a good shout. I've actually. Do you know what? Now I come to think of it, mate boy, I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker in ages. Uh, like I haven't months. purposely seen it in ages. Um, it was on. Uh, I, I, it was on. Uh, my old man was watching it a while ago. Just had it on, and I saw it. It was on in the background, but I didn't. I didn't sort of sit down and watch it. I was milling about. But did your old um, man enjoy it? Yeah, he loves it. Yes, yeah, gen- 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 genuinely, genuinely, really enjoys it. Doesn't care about what happened to Palps. He just he thinks it's a really good, fun adventure film, which is Isn't that- which is great. And don't you think it, that's a little telling? You know, do you think that's he's been a fan for? He's like he likes the old films. I think he can't think he kind of likes the prequels as well. He just he's fairly easily pleased. But he was there. Uh, he wasn't there in seventy seven watching it, but he uh, he did see the other ones in cinema. So he's one of the OG mm. and really dug it. So more, there's more fuel for the fire there. Um, yes, it's, it's interesting. interesting. It really it is. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And just like maybe my favorite sequel film is is The Force Awakens. I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily say it carries the sequels, though, because the other two films are, are pivotal. 
um, for the for the story. You know, without them, there yeah. isn't a, there isn't a sequel story. Um, I think it's just a great, like it's a great start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I personally, I don't think the original Star Wars carries the original trilogy. And no. although you know the prequels aren't perfect, and I may look at them through rose tinted glasses, and I do. I do. And it's when we're Star Wars fans. We do that for everything though. Let's be honest. Yeah. And I genuinely think, you know, with a lot of new kind of watchers to the franchise, I think, I think they're probably, they might even enjoy the sequels more than the prequels. But the, the crazy thing is, is nowadays, I think with the state of the internet, and the way things are, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, by the way, I do. I, I, I think people are like, no, the prequels are perfect. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, guess what? You know, you guys back in the two thousands, like you yeah. were seen as the outcasts and it was people like original trilogy or nothing. It's a revisionist history as well. Yeah. Too many and- people now saying, oh, I've always liked the prequels when they're probably the ones who were, let's just say, not being very kind to the creators when those films came out. Social media can be the best of times and worst of times. Yeah. Um, and especially when it comes to something like this, uh, we, 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 you know, we might not like attack. Of the- oh, I do like attack. Of the- I like the rise of Skywalk to an extent, but I would never go on in the internet and say to someone, you're, you're wrong for liking this or here's why you shouldn't like it. Or you're not a real fan. Anything like that because I last time I checked, I had a brain and I went outside. Um, yeah. It's there, there is so much silliness surrounding these films and we like revenge of the sith isn't perfect but we're not going to sit here well, i'm certainly not and you're not going to do it either sit here and say well the other two films are so rubbish revenge of the sith had to basically pick them up carry them on their shoulders like um sam and frodo on mount doom not at all those the revenge of the sith uh did it ended up ended the story set up well by phantom menace and clones uh rise of skywalker the only problem that I had, of course, was that the Jada himself has said, this isn't me, Jada said there was no planning for it. So, of course, it's going to feel a lot more disjointed. So, yes. Um, because you can, even, in terms of, you can go even go back to uh, the mid-90s, and I, I think actually the early 90s, and hear interviews of George Lucas basically talking about the prequels and uh, what what would become the kind of overall plot of it. And it's yeah. only with, you know, with hindsight, you look back at it and go, right, he's talking about Palpatine there. He's yeah. talking about yeah, yeah. Anakin there. There was, a, and- there was a plan there. I guess the other the other question I was made is, uh, how much does the Clone Wars carry the prequels? And I don't well, mean the Clone Wars film. And for many <laughs> people, it really does. Like, when you look at yeah. the fandom today, so much of the fandom is made up of people who were huge Clone Wars fans and grew yeah. up with that. I find that crazy. And we're, we're not talking about a few thousand. You know, we're talking about a huge chunk of the Star Wars fandom. And it's great, isn't it? That is that is really, I find that really not hard to believe, but almost surreal. You know, comprehend it, that, it, yeah. Yeah, that this show that, you know, premiered on Cartoon Network, or well, it was a film, obviously, first, but still. Yeah, I just find that crazy, mate. Yeah. I find that really crazy, but some I think of the it's best Star Wars are in it. Yeah, and some, and do you know what? Some people might think that Clone Wars actually does carry um, the the prequel era, not trilogy, but the era. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I do think I, I will say this: I do think there's a lot of themes with the prequels that are genius. Like, like I said at the beginning of this main main discussion, um, 
But I do think Revenge of the Sith does get it right at the end. And that's a hard landing, you know. It is. You can get you can get to a final, mate, but things can go <laughs> wrong, right? Things can go pear shaped. And in and Even, trilogies though are usually yeah. the ones. Usually in trilogies not often, but you can usually have a, the first two seem to get the momentum and some of the time the third film can be the one which isn't is not it's not bad, but it's not quite as strong as the others. Not always the case, but that, mm. that's what people seem to mm-hmm. think. Maybe it's the maybe it's the opposite here. Um, but like for many people, Return of the Jedi was that right? You know, there was yeah. tons of people that didn't actually enjoy Return of the Jedi. Thought it was a bit lackluster. Didn't like the Ewoks. Yeah, you know, and yep. that's forgotten about nowadays for the most part i think there's probably people that do remember it and are still bothered enough to talk about that but <laughs> you know i think um isn't, isn't it funny days. how how history kind of documents all of this and all all, all of these yep. emotions but you know when it comes to it we still end up loving this story because we still stand it we 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 are invested in the universe. We're invested in the whole story, not just one <laughs> film. You know, I don't meet anyone who goes, "Yeah, I really like that one Star Wars film." Everybody who, likes who says some, that? yeah. Even if they don't love the films, they will at least like some of them. Had the uh, finale of Revenge of the Sith had Ewoks taking down Anakin Skywalker and cutting his limbs off, that would have been weird. Had Rise of Skywalker ended with the Ewoks taking Palpatine out, that also would have been weird. So you ain't getting a pass, OT. That's, that, 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 right. It's not great. But um, the question then, the final question. This is it, my friend. This is this is it. 12 yards out. Does Revenge of the Sith carry the prequel trilogy? Luke Bly, what do you think? I don't think it does. I don't think it does because the whole point of the prequels is is really documenting the fall of the Jedi. If you were to really sum it up, it's about how a young boy who was the chosen one wasn't really brought up in a decent environment or a loving environment, and it led to the dark side. And for that to work, you do need all three of those films. You mm-hmm. really do. And when, when you say it like that, you realize that it would be actually quite difficult to change that. Um, are there things that, you know, show what era the films came from? Yes. You know, the CG can be ropey. The acting can be ropey. There's a lot of ropey things in it. Um, but still, I don't think it carries it. I think people are... They they just look at Revenge of the Sith differently. That's what mm-hmm. I think. What about you, Matty Boy? Do d- does Revenge of the Sith carry the prequel trilogy? Um, in popular culture and in in the zeitgeist that we live in, yes. But in reality, no, I don't think it does for the reasons that you said. You know, in to most people, you'd, you'd you'd see how well it did critically in comparison, and think right, they've they've stuck, they've saved the best till last. Revenge of the Sith has saved this trilogy from mediocrity. Um, or you remember the big moments, you know, everything was, le- everything was leading up to that final film, which is yeah. obviously the point of a trilogy. But in this case, it was, it was Darth Vader, man. It wasn't just any old villain. It was the birth of Vader, the fall of the Jedi, the rise of everything we've mentioned, the rise of the Empire, everything is all coming to this film. So of course it was always going to be, um, the most, uh, the most memorable, at least of the films. But 
I don't think it carries it. I think it, I think it ends it off well. I think it has a, it has a, a nice send off, but I do think that the Fountain of Menace deserves a bit more credit. Again, not perfect by any means, but it's certainly not bad. Clones has got great, good moments. And again, to me, the most important moment at the very end, mm. but Sith is just a great way to end it. But so no, I don't think, I think it, I think if any, I think it complements it and ends it off extremely well. But like you said, without that, uh, cushion of the first two films and the overall story, you know, of the, of the, the chosen one and young Anakin and the failures of the Jedi, uh, as well, the arrogance mm. of the Jedi without mm-hmm. that, Sith doesn't work and neither does the prequel. So I don't think it does, but I think it complements and it ends it off with a bang, man. And just because something might be your favorite or the strongest, like in my case, you know, Sith is still my favorite prequel. It, it, I don't think it carries it at all, really. You know, they're, they're not exclusive to each other, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm mate. I, after all this talk, it's so cool that all I want to do is go watch a Star Wars film. Oh, um, mate. You know I'm what we're going to say about that? The irony is, that, oh, what? What are you going to say about it? I'm simply going to say another happy landing. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love yes. it. I love it. I love it. In less than three hours, the long-awaited conclusion of the Star Wars epic comes to an end when theaters open their doors for the premiere of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. much more uh, dark it's much more uh, emotional it's much more of a tragedy and er- we got some early reviews from theater employees who saw the movie last night and they say revenge of the sith lives up to the hype do you actually take us down in the biblical sense into hell uh yes the lava the lava at the end is hell yes it ends in hell I would take a 9 or a 10-year-old to it, or 11. But, but I, w- I don't think I would take a 5 or a 6-year-old to this. It's mm-hmm. way too strong. I could pull it back a little bit, but I don't really want to. Are you happy with the way it all came out? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm very pleased with the whole thing. Well, we are only two hours away from the premiere of Revenge of the Sith. And if you want tickets to the first showing at midnight and you don't have any tickets already... Forget about it. They sold out a long time ago. And those who wanted the best seats started lining up as early as yesterday. You know, the fans want all kinds of things. But you can't get caught up in that. And I'll tell you why. It's because Star Wars is so strong after so many years. And people love so many different aspects of it. You have to be careful what you're serving. So you have to always serve the story of Star Wars and the character of Star Wars. And I would say, you know, for the prequel kids who love their prequel movies, they're very vocal now about all the things they love about it. And I, and I love them, too. And they get a lot of black prequels, whatever, I don't care. There's some of the most exciting moments in those films. Sam Smith, design manager at Hasbro for Star Wars products, and you're listening to Star Wars Session, quite possibly the greatest Star Wars show in all of Britain. 
Ah, so uh, Blado Ren's gone to watch a couple of Star Wars films. So it's just me holding the fort now. I think you still there, mate? Oh, he's still there. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm here. Four hours later, four and a half yeah, hours yeah, later, we, I'm here. We, 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 Don't we, worry. We've just watched all three films to see if our if Revenge has just carried the trilogy. Um, no, we've landed outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yes, for those new to the show, or old. Uh, in the Bantina here, we sit down with you got the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion, which, as you well know, this week, does Revenge of the Sith carry the prequels? And we wanted to hear what you thought, and this is what you thought. Yes, absolutely, man. We got crazy tons of interactions on this, uh, and and people are passionate, mate, boy. People have got a lot to say on this, and I'm, you know, I don't blame them. Uh, to start us off, mate, boy, is Matilda Backland all the way from Sweden, who said, "Nope, I don't think so." With time, I'm funnily, funnily enough liking this one less and less. And episode one, The Phantom Menace, more and more. Revenge of the Sith is still my favorite, but it hasn't grown on me lately. So I don't think it's crucial for the prequel trilogy to work. Why so? Maybe it's because it dropped the ball on its female characters and good mm-hmm. intentions, or maybe it's because I'm not that impressed by the lightsaber jewels. While they serve an important function storytelling-wise, they're too showy and quick-paced for my taste. Matilda, that is, an, as per usual, that is a quality answer. And I get it. You know, the Padme thing as well, my boy, for many people, many people... It was disappointing, and actually, yeah. I think did we say that on the commentary? She kind of seems really Absolutely different. Absolutely did. We did. You know, in the Phantom Menace, she was a uh, gun-toting senator, very much like her her daughter would be in later life. Attack of the Clones still had some kind of uh, function, and then by the time we rendered the Sith, it's Annie, I'm I'm pregnant, and now just going to sit down all, all, all for the rest of the time, and that's it. Mm. You know, they really did kind of, and then lose the will to live so i think they really did do the character of padme who's now who's a beloved character i mean the amount of support and love for the character of padme certainly in recent years is mm. is, is great and um what could have been if the character had been written, written differently this is true this is true you know but i love that i love that comment man matilda always bringing the spice mm-hmm. i like it yep the queen of sweden so uh, speaking true. of uh speaking of royalty a local boy huh martin me the medalorian he said i believe it sits atop the strong foundations that are the previous two films the jedi and anakin's fall from grace galaxy in turmoil and the ravages of war and therefore completing the well-built superstructure that is the prequel trilogy well said mm. martin uh, our boys from down under flying the wall podcast uh, a couple of naughty boys said uh, I think it does. In terms of does Sif carry the prequels, I think it does. The other two have grown on me, but they're still the weakest in the prequel trilogy, in my opinion. Mm. So Luke mm. was. Uh, and the King of Wales, Luke Summerfield, said, for me, no. It's the most memeable, and it squeezes so much into a movie. The Phantom Menace is the strongest. Attack of the Clones is the game changer. And Revenge of the Sith is the roller coaster. Mm. There we go, mate. We've got a strong game changer roller coaster. That's... I, I I think I agree with that because I do think I, I was I was torn as to whether or not Sith is actually a better film than Phantom Menace, and I did say it. Uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith is the big one. You know, it's got all the big major moments in it. So I think Old Summerfield may have um, summed it up quite succinctly there. But 
uh, all of those comments, mate, are a top draw. Mm, I like it. I like it. And I like that, we've again, we've got a mix. Some people are going to think that it is. Um, but not everyone. And again, more love for Phantom Menace, man. People love. Yeah, people man. really do love Phantom Menace. But it's funny how when you compare that to years ago, it's like people are, are slowly kind of coming around to the idea. I'm not saying that's the case of you or Luke, but I, I, I certainly think love for that first film has de- yeah. certainly grown. Do you think? No, oh, it has, though, mate. It's it, it has. I think people. I think now that the. Um, I will say it is a shock almost, but we've done our episode on the hype. You know, could it ever hit the hype? Um, We 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 kind of dove deep into that. It's a great episode, and I think the repercussions of that were so large because you um, you imagine if it is the other way around, if the Phantom Menace was a little bit different and it was so well received, and people and people said and critically it was received as well as the OT. We're living in a different fandom. It's and I think people are now just sort of realizing that. Do you know what? The Star Wars, Star Wars isn't meant, isn't meant to be serious. Yes, it, yes, we want to see great films, and you know me, I love Rogue One because it feels grounded. But Star Wars is always going to be a bit daft. It's never been about the acting or the dialogue as such. Yes, some of the greatest lines in film history have come from Star Wars, but some of the worst as well. It's yeah. just a mixed bag, and that's why yeah. we like it. We we buy into the lore, the characters, and so much more. Um, and that it's that beautiful melting pot, isn't it? It's a synergy between all those things. It's it is the force within itself. Um, but I, I think the Phantom Menace. People are just looking back at it now, thinking, you know what? It, it wasn't as bad. Maybe when I was younger, it wasn't what I wanted. But now I can, you know, mm. I, I can I respect it. Do you ever think that you'll think like that about the Rise of Skywalker? Possibly, mate. Possibly. Mm. It's just that. Um, obviously the the one contention the main contentious point that contention point that we have with that film is it just seems so weird that the of such a strange decision to reinsert a character who wasn't mentioned in the other films yeah it's kind of feel it feels like it was a, a hail mary kind of play and now they're having to write around it and it you know i i can't wait for this to kind of roll over to the point where you know we just look back at the rise of skywalker and think yeah it's fine and we're not reminded that oh this book and this comic and this series an animated series might be trying to you know put the plaster over the over the wounds that this caused so i'm looking forward to that but we're not talking about it in the sense that these other um canon mediums are basically trying to patch up what happened so that's what i'm looking forward to to be able to just sit down and just you know accept it and enjoy it a bit more maybe i I have a feeling of what people had in the phantom 1999 where I thought I honestly thought that film was going to be the. I didn't have it. I didn't think it'd be perfect, but I thought it was going to be such a wonderful send off, like a big send off. And for me, it was fine. It wasn't the big, grandiose film I was hoping for. And maybe in a few years' time, or it was well, at some point, you know, I'll, I'll accept it and think, you know what, it's a good fun adventure film, mate. I think though, you know mandalorian all these new shows i do think they are going to be giving us background information on the sequel trilogy and personally if it's going to follow in the footsteps of clone wars like that did with the prequels mate i'm here for it i'm here for that great set up the sequel era trilogy just don't uh just don't try and explain that kind of one moment in that last film and how did someone return uh, you know just you use the time and resource to set up the world of the sequel trilogy because that obviously was that also wasn't set up that well we didn't get too much background on the state bro, of the galaxy bro, so give bro, us more got, of that man we got snoke 
like bodies and tubes. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's it. They're going to explain they're it. Everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, I genuinely believe they're going to explain it, and I'm cool I think with they that. Will, or something. If they I'm do, cool. great. As long as... It, 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 there will then be like the prequels. People say, do the Clone Wars act as a bandage for the prequels? Are they, you know, the fact that they had to kind of retroactively go back and write this to fill in some of the blanks? Yeah. Great, because then I now look at that era now. The Clone Wars is part of that era. So when I watch 1, 2, and 3, specifically 2 and 3... I can remember things in between. So I, 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 characters in those films, I've seen them in Clone Wars and they feel richer and bigger and better for it, which is what any kind of supplementary stuff should do. It shouldn't repair something, but it has to expand upon it. It has to make those moments in the films that bit more richer for the people who have sorted it out. It's like you and I who have watched the Clone Wars. There'll be moments in Revenge of the Sith where we're like, oh, cool. Saw that in an episode of the Clone Wars or, or something. And it's, it's little moments like that. If they can do that for the sequels, again, which I gen- genuinely enjoy the sequel era, great. Anything which makes something I enjoy better or more fulfilling, give me all of it, man. Oh, mate, I can't wait. That was the biggest like expansion I think we've ever done on a Bantina, especially the beginning bit. No, oh, it uh, is, yeah. It's well, half the we, fun. And this is, it. is you guys. You guys are getting us chatting again. And... I like it as well when you guys kind of like get us to reevaluate what we've just said. You know, that's kind of like half the fun, isn't it? Yeah, or just add or things that we have maybe hadn't thought about or the directions which we hadn't thought about either. Like, you know, the PT and the sequels, how they're really one and the same almost, where how the, the stuff outside of the films is really building upon it, where the OT maybe didn't need that. But was it because it was just of the time it was released, it didn't need it? It more contains the original so trilogy, more. though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. And we've got so many more wonderful comments, as we always do. And if you want to uh, read some of the other comments we've got, go follow us on social media. We'll give those links out at the end. But you'll be able to see all the other great comments that we got. And if we didn't include yours this week, we will, account, of course, do our best to get you into a future edition of the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Yes, we love it. You love it. We all love it. Uh, it is the spiciest part of the Budabot Bantina. It's the Patreon question section. And to kick us off is a spicy number from a familiar guy. I have heard he's part of some sort of uh, royal family. Uh, <laughs> it's Sean Hudson. Let's hear it. Lads, lads, lads. June Patreon question. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. So good. Uh, I was talking to a fellow SWS follower today online, and obviously, the way the world has been this year, everything's done by video call. No one can see each other. So imagine Order 66 being given by Zoom call. Imagine it. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. I can see you. I, uh, can you hear me? I can see you. I can't hear you. Or, or uh, 66. You want to order a number 66? Well, I can't hear you. So how do you reckon order 66 would have gone via Zoom call? 
Cheers, lads. Cannot wait to see you at the meet-up, hopefully at Nerdbase Weekend. And um, you know it's going to be so good. Lads, another quick question. Just thought. Uh, awesome discussion about remaking of the OT, and I think we're all in agreement that the only reason you'd do it is for the cosmetics. But how about an animated OT? Discuss. I'd love it. I mean, Bad Batch looks so good. But um, an animated OT. I am all in for that. Make it happen. And you know who could be in it? Ross Camp. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. The, the energy. As you can probably tell, that was uh, sent to us in June. But because of our nerd basey interviewee um brendan waney schedule we haven't been able to get around to it so uh disclaimer ah oh, what a lad anyway what a lad um right okay ross kemp in star wars isn't obvious come on <laughs> yeah, uh, order 66 zoom um mate matty boy what are you saying about order 66 zoom and the animated original trilogy remake uh but all the 66 in on Zoom, can you imagine a <laughs> pouch with a, a cat filter on? Every time you execute all the sin, his tongue's wagging out and he's got cat ears. Um, so that could have been interesting. And look, look at how the holograms look across the galaxy. You can do all these things in the galaxy. You can um, have all these cool, shiny ships, Nubians, eh? Uh, you can oh. have the force, you can create light swords. But they still can't get a good connection across the galaxy on a hologram. So uh, I don't know how Scott Zoom... Would have, wouldn't have been out of hand, and it would have been very glitchy. X6. Hey, what's going on here? Order 6. Order six. Oh, what's going on? So I think it could have been hilarious because, you know, it, it may have been Palpatine could have accidentally said execute Order 6. Who knows? That could have been like a massive party. So in the middle of the Clone Wars, suddenly the clones all start doing the Macarena or something, um, mm-hmm. which would have been uh, a different film. So... It could have led to some unintentionally hilarious moments, um, but I don't think the galactic Wi-Fi was um, where it needed to be to uh, have the capability. It wasn't immeasurable enough to host a Zoom call. But for me, it's all about filters and executing the wrong order because of it. What about you, though, my friend? May I think the Zoom stuff would have all gone wrong because Zoom seems to work fine. You know, but when it's something's really, really important is going on, it, you know, there's usually a little glitch. But let's be honest, it's a lot better than Skype, isn't it? You know? Yeah, oh, the good how, <laughs> how on earth did Microsoft lose that race? Like, <laughs> some random thing called Zoom that no one's ever heard of is now, like, the biggest video sharing platform in the world. Like, come on. Skype's just sitting there, like, Internet or Edge, whatever it's called now, thinking, oh, how did it don't. all go wrong? Done. Anyway um but the original trilogy remake the animated stuff i i think actually you know from a certain point of view they're kind of already doing that with galaxy of adventures over on the uh youtube kids uh star wars channel um i said that in reverse the star wars kids channel over on youtube (laughs) i'm going yoda um but do you know what actually uh, i'm 
I'm looking forward to seeing what we get with visions as well, because I'm sure there might be a, a, a wee bit of retelling or, or from a certain point of view kind of storytelling mm-hmm. um, in that. But I think, yes, I, I'd much rather that, like, bun off a live-action remake. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want that um, nope. anytime soon, anyway. Um, but an animated one, yeah, I do think that's different, especially if it is kind of designed for, for kids, for Litlands. So mm-hmm. I suppose it does come down to the magical word, though, you know, uh, especially with animation just on its own. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd have it as Bad Batch style or anything like that, like Clone Wars style. I would probably do it as like 2D animated, like anime, maybe Japanese or, or something else. But either way, it, it would it would have to come down to the uh, to the old execution, you know. So nothing, nothing exciting here, though, mate. Boy, just water. What about you, mate? Uh, yeah, I'll say, mate. If they're, if if they're ever bonkers enough to remake the OT, I think a an animated. Uh, reboot remake would suffice because it, it, and a, no disrespect to animated because some of my favourite things are animated but um, uh, I think it would it would soften the blow a bit less you know I mean you wouldn't be physically seeing a new Luke Skywalker it would be a an animated Luke Skywalker okay that's cool we've got this version and that version whereas live action one is too obviously it's the same as it, they're both live action it would be too close to home so and I think they can get away with a bit more on live in, in animated as well so yeah if they were going to do it give us an animated version I don't mind a Clone Warsy style version uh, of it be, because mainly I just don't want it to happen but yeah look, it's Star Wars Visions looks stunning looks absolutely incredibly um, well uh, presented it's going to be good fun it's going to be wonderful could, they, could we get a remake like that Hey, I'm not going to say no. So whilst I don't want a remake of any Star War, if they're going to do it, I would rather it be an animated uh, remake. So uh, yeah. that's what I think. That's what Luca Boy thinks. And we also want to know what you all think about it as well. Shawnee Boy, everybody else. Uh, Order 66 Zoom, how would it have gone? Would an animated original trilogy remake suffice? We'd love to know your thoughts. Let us know. Uh, once you've listened and also let us know what you think about this question from the king of florida not canada sammy cudmore he said hello fellas given that our boy din will have the dark saber in mando season three we're going to get to see him wield that baby as a part of his everyday equipment but here's what i want to know if you had the dark saber what kind of menial everyday task would you use to start say before shaving open galactic snail mail playing real life fruit ninja cutting banter steaks excited to hear your takes that rhymes thanks so sammy's asked us if we had the dark saber what kind of you know standard chores would we use this for mate um probably a little bit of shoplifting um <laughs> threatening a few yes. people you know i don't know few few jobs really give me the jobs around the house maybe you know cutting up carrots and that um yeah, shopping yeah. that maybe become a tree surgeon That'll be much you know, easier. Chop down some trees and stuff. Um, or let's say if I'm having a really bad episode, I could be one of those people that goes around chopping cats' tails off or something. But, um, <laughs> we don't condone animal violence. No, I'm joking. I'm, jo- I'm joking. For anybody out there who's going to think we're telling oh, the truth. I'm not being serious. I'm not being serious. But Other animals I had, are available. <laughs> I had a cat growing up called Purdy, and she was a oh, princess. Purdy? I remember you saying about Purdy before. Do you know what's funny is... Both my my wife and my brother's wife 
almost like dislike Purdy because my brother and I love her so much. <laughs> Obviously, she died like years ago, but isn't that funny? They're like, oh, no, she wasn't that good. Well, and we're like, what are you talking about? Like, ladies, ladies, calm down. Come on. Yeah. It's, there's room for more than one when yeah. it comes to Purdy the cat. Yeah. With the, um, with the I dark I say saber, from the though, comfort of him, like, this room here. If you, were, if you were trying to be like, earn some brownie points, though, you'd be like cutting people out of cars and stuff like from car oh, crashes yeah. um or maybe do you know what practicing some like dark saber throwing mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah you i could. mean if you eat meat you can go hunting <laughs> yeah no? Yeah, you, you know, no no bison is standing up to the power of a dark saber no they're not they're not maybe no. we could um go go up to like the nordics hunt some reindeer Ooh. as well I've eaten reindeer. Really nice. So have I. It's really quite nice, isn't it? Really good. Apologies really good to all stuff. the vegans out there, but it is quite nice. It is, yeah. But there we go, uh, Matty boy. Why? What are you doing with the dark saber? <laughs> uh, well, I think the animals will be safe. But uh, what I'd do is I'd uh, go looking for a Star Wars set in Guildford, and when I'm oh. trying to get find my way through the woods, I'd use the dark saber to cut the trees down, so I could actually have a clear path and not cut my arms and legs to pieces. Oh, that's um, a good shout. That's a lot. Well, I would than use mine. it. Well, it'd be food, mate. Come on, imagine, imagine getting a ch- cheese. You got like a, a Philly steak. So you got your steak. You know, everybody knows what goes in a Philly steak. I just put all of the individual components on the blade. A bit of steak there within seconds cooked. Onions within milliseconds caramelized. Uh, cheese. Imagine cutting that already melted. Just do that for the rest of my life. I don't have to cook anything. I'd be like, oh, I'm hungry. To pass me the saber, please. Um, yeah, for gardening, uh, I think I'd try and um, be able to get into those annoying corners of the lawn that the strimmer can't quite reach. Um, or, uh, yeah, cutting birds out of trees, um, flying birds out of trees, and try not to cut them in half. Um, things like that. What else? Um, I reckon you would the- accidentally cut them in half. Though. Yeah, I would, because I'd There'd throw be it in the air. just falling, falling down. You'd be like, oh, sorry, buddy. You'd be one fool. You'd be like, it'd be rude not to target practice. Cut in half. What would uh, you do? What would you do? Whistle and walk away. If, um, so no, there's a dead, <laughs> there's a be- there's a bird in two halves on the ground. What do you do? Do you go? I'd, I'd feel intensely be- bad. Would you give it a burial? Uh, yeah, because I don't want a cat or to get it. Would you give it a um like a Viking? Burial. throw it in the river um no i think I, I would give it a good burial because i can't feel so bad and I, I can't be dealing with animal cruelty so i'd be like i'd use a dark saber to burn a hole in the ground lift up that bit of soil and place my mate back in there um That's i'd clean nice. the gutters i'd um i'd like put a little hole in the gutter to sort of empty that a little bit um other than that i think i'd like a challenge and i'd try and cut someone's hair with it not yours because it's great i cut my brother's yeah. hair with the dark saber but don't move a muscle sean don't yeah. move because I'm cutting your I'm cutting your thinning hair here. So um, he hasn't got thinning <laughs> hair uh, before he can get told off. So yeah, uh, I, I mean yeah, there's so many things. Food though for me, food and garden tasks. It's that's what I do. Otherwise, mate, I'll just stand outside and just look like a hunk holding it in the air, and everyone would be like, "Look how cool that guy looks with the dark saber." That's it. That's it. Just stand around holding the dark saber, and like Clint Eastwood, just with yeah. like the eyes, just like we're just like Mando at the end of. The ma- uh, of the, of episode sixteen, chapter six, he's swaggering in with a dark saber, baby Yoda in the other hand, like proper sort of McGregor swagger. He's, 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 he knows he's he knows he's the, the bomb of that place. 
You said you got a new job. Just go to your old workplace and stand out there with your <laughs> helmet, your um, Sif Troop helmet that Hasbro sent you, Darksaber, and just stand out there with it ignited. <laughs> Every time someone comes out, leg yeah. lop. Don't like, no, no, just stand there. Oh, okay, that went too far. And in, just intimidate, <laughs> you know? Intimidate and they will rate us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. So if you've yeah, not rated yeah, us me. on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Oh, we know of loads of you listen on Apple Podcasts and it's so easy to rate us, but we know a lot of you don't. So do it. On. Please. Yeah, he's, he's done it now. Luke's got the dark side. But Sammy, was that the answer you were looking for? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I think so. Um, but again, if you guys got the dark side, but what kind of boring task would you use it for? I wonder if you can outdo us. However, not many people can outdo us. But bartender, that is that. Sorry about the mess. We are going to be back, though, this time next week in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Game, dude. Matty boy, are you ready for today's filth? Scared and ready. Right, okay, this is called Revenge of the Sith Character War. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Well, it's a quite it's quite a straightforward um game, Matty Boy. <laughs> um two Revenge of the Sith characters are gonna go head to head um in the battle for life itself um okay are you ready i think so okay it's an easy one owen lars versus beiru lars <laughs> oh that's it fight into the death arena right i know you're gonna uh, say i reckon go on who's well, gonna win well uncle owen just looks he doesn't he, he turned into a grouch and and but then to be fair you know beiru puts up with him so i reckon she's got something about him about her, sorry, so but um, yeah, Uncle Owen, he just looks like a, a rabid animal he wants to be, so I think Owen's gonna win that sadly. Uncle Owen, yeah, that's yeah. um, yeah. all right, fair enough. There's no right or wrong here, so okay. if you're at, if you're listening at home, you decide is that right or is it wrong? Let us know, and we might mention it at some point. Um, <laughs> Tarful versus Tion Medon. Medon. Oh, too, uh, too he is the guy boys. who goes tenth floor, tenth floor, thousands of battle droids. The Utapal geezer. That's um, it. Tarful. I think. I reckon. To me, I think Tarful is a bit of a. I think he's a he's a show clown. I think. I think. Yeah, Tion's there. You know, Tarful's hanging out with um, Yoda quite a lot, and in in Jedi Fallen Order, he's all high and mighty. You got to go and find him. When you do find him, he just roars at you and does nothing. So, yes. for T on Medon, he's he's looking after his people. He's got a cane. He knows where Grievous is. Yes, he's a, he does he's a bad boy through is. and through. So, T on Medon is whooping Tarful all the okay. way across Utapau and Kashyyyk. Right, I don't believe that, but fair enough. Um, <laughs> you don't is, have to believe hey, that it's happening. This is your game. This is your game. Okay, each character yeah. here is given a thermal detonator. One of them right. doesn't work. Which one's working? Papanoidas? Or Mon Mothmas? Papanoida. 
Oh, mate. Well, Mothma, she thinks he's got... Mothma doesn't like the military, so he demilitarised it later in life. Papanoida, you can't spell Papanoida about Papa. And we know that Papa gets the job done. So Papanoida, he's his going off. Sorry, Mothma. Yeah, this is true. Mothma, you go. Uh, Oh! Get that one. No, Mothma, no, it's a stretch. We love it, don't we? We love it. We (laughs) will allow that. Tarkovsky. Um, what about, um, what about this? Uh, R4G9 versus R4P44. Right, R4G9 versus, oh, he's a naughty boy. There is a right answer to this. Who is the second one? Um, R4P44. R4P44. Yeah. Oh, one's green and one's gold. Uh... Oh, that no! I think the well, R four G nine wins that because he looks like he's been through the wars and he's got a, kind of like a goldy bronze top. So that is right. Yeah, did you just remember that or did you Google it? No, I properly, I proper Googled both of them, bruv. But um, yeah, R four P four four is a bit wet behind the ears. We we're we're legit on this podcast. No two ways yeah. about it. No I'm, two I'm, ways I'm, about it. I love me some canon, but I'm, but I'm not going to pretend to know which one R four G nine is. Okay, what about Koyi uh, Matil, I think her name is, um, versus a Coruscant Rescue Ops operative? Uh, like one of the firefighters, basically. Um, so I'm going to have a look as well. Koyi Matil is, um, she is a Twi'lek, one of the wealthy Twi'leks in like going to the oh, opera. Yeah. Oh yeah, so she's got a bit of money behind her, but yeah, firefighters are out there doing a good job though, and they managed to, you know, f- facilitate another happy landing. So firefighter all the way, mate. Firefighter. Yep, Coruscant fireman. That's the right answer, mate. That's the right yes. answer. And um, what about Anakin Skywalker versus a Nemoidian gunner? Nemoidian gunner. Uh, he's gonna well, get you. The guys. They're the- <laughs> They're like the guards, aren't they? At the end of Revenge of the Sith. And they, they're wearing, like, helmets that look a lot like they're from, like, the English Civil War. Like, from yeah, the 1600s. But also, oh, you think to yourself, where were they during the invasion of Naboo? Because yeah, they were loads of Nemoidians, right? In the, where were they? In the, in the Phantom Menace, it was, it was like Nemoidia City, Cato Nemoidia. It um, was. Was as much as I want to say the uh, Namoidians are gonna uh, are gonna get Anakin, no, Anakin's gonna go wolving on those. He, we've seen what he'll do for love, and he will do that. He'll take those Namoidians. He's gonna slice them and dice them like I would with a bantha steak and a dark saber. Mm, right there we go. Um, and to end it, <laughs> to, to end it, uh, we've saved the best till last. Here we go. Uh, a flock of droidicas versus the mighty Wat Tambor. Rom, drum, rom, rom, rom. Pretty sure you see him just sitting in the background before Anakin kills him, but he not is, in he's this universe. Sitting. Not in this multiverse of madness. No, he's he's there, but uh, yeah, he's um, yeah, making that alive, is he? Um, <laughs> Wat Tambor versus a flock of droidicas. Um, right. What Tambor did quite well to survive until he was slaughtered on Mustafar by Vader. Um, I honestly think that Watt Tambor could unleash the full power of techno 
onto mm. those droidicas and fry mm. their system. So you look yes. at the droidicas and think, yeah, you're tough guys, you've got guns, you've got shields. Ooh, you ain't got techno. And no, um, no Rhythm as a Dancer, Tambor has got techno. So techno is taking down the droidicas, mate. The power of music wins every time. I think that's the right answer. And I think Thanks, you've mate. won the game. I think you've, yes! I think you've won the podcast. It's Mayboy, Mayboy, it's came home. It's came home. It <laughs> we came did home. It eventually. Yeah, we, it, we, 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 we it did home. it. We did it. It's come to Coruscant where we record <laughs> we'll take, this. Obviously. We'll take that uh, trophy back now. Uh, just send it from Rome. Come on. Yeah. We'll have it back what? now. Where's Rome? It's not canon. Uh, they're, they're, they're about him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 in, in canon it's not real in canon it will be it will be Naboo wouldn't it that's Spain as well um, now we're going off on one there but that was a fun game my friend uh, I look forward to treating you to a similar game in the next few weeks um, just to see what you can think on your feet naughty I like it mate I like it well there we go that is episode 122 it is 122 isn't it yeah 122 it is 122 ridiculous absolutely ridiculous mate 122 in the bag that's it. Well, that is it. Done fun doesn't end there, though. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Blywalker. They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. You can search for us on social media. We will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, the lot. Uh, fancy appearing on the show. Well, drop us a voice note or even an email message to our email address. Hello there. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. That was only one hello there, by the way. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Yes, hello there. Uh, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If we're in a galaxy, you can find one. We're there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to PodChaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're there. So if you've got that spare 30 seconds, please do give us five stars because it helps us grow and gets more people listening. Plus, we get to speak to more and more great Star Wars fans like all of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Papa Normoidia, um, whoever that is. Uh, please tell your little Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. The castle spicier. And tell Blykovsky himself that uh, this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke, <laughs> may the force be with you always. Luke. Who was that character I was trying to say? I think it was Papa Nomo- Papa Nomo- Papa Noida. Papa Noida. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. That's who I meant. Papa Jet Zucasa. Hundred Oh no. Essex-based podcast heroes...
promised us peace. The only one. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs> 